He said, if I never give you your voice back, will you still worship me? And I said, yes, I will. To me, that was the absolute biggest lesson because worship is not even about our singing. It's not. It's something that we know, that we've heard, that we've read, but to live it out is a whole different story. Hey, I'm Chelsea Amber, a Christian recording artist and the founder of Christian Guitar Girls, an encouraging community for Christian female guitar players and bass players. We are a group of women who are serving our communities through music and improving our guitar skills, all for the glory of God. You can find our Facebook group called Christian Guitar Girls Community to connect with other women in ministry and music. And I want to equip women to reach their guitar goals, so I have a free ebook called The Christian Guitar Girls Practice plan. It is a downloadable PDF designed to help you not only set goals for your playing, but create an effective plan to reach those goals. This applies to all skill levels, whether you're a complete beginner or a seasoned player. If you're ready to make your practice time more efficient and see progress in your playing, then go to christianguitargirls.com slash practice plan. And with that, I'm excited to get into today's interview with a longtime friend of mine, Martine Kelsey. Martine is an award-winning Christian recording artist, a worship leader and songwriter whose music is characterized by freedom-filled lyrics, organic tones, silky smooth vocals, and an uplifting message. Recently, she also added the title TV host to her resume, and so I'm excited to talk about this new part of her ministry as well. So Martine, welcome to the podcast. Well, hello, Chelsea. It's so nice to see you. Thanks for having me on this beautiful podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure having you. I'm really excited. Um, And what are you drinking there? Oh, coffee, of course. Ah, I'm drinking coffee from El Salvador. Ooh, nice. Yes. We have an international student living with us. Oh, Um, So she came in two weeks ago and she brought me a huge bag full of coffee beans. It's beautiful. Nice. (laughs) And I assume she's from El Salvador. Mm Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yes. Wonderful. I'm also having coffee. Um, I call it coffee drink, though, because it's got a ton of oat milk and maple syrup in there. So for the purists, I'd say maybe it's for the true Canadian. For the true Canadian, you must have maple syrup in there. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm excited to chat with you because we actually go back many years. Um, Mm -hmm. You took me under your wing when I was just getting started. And I remember you would give me this really great advice, lots of great advice. Um, one thing in particular that really stood out to me was how you would highlight the importance of being plugged into a local church and being under that covering, even as I'm kind of leaving the walls of the church to do ministry in other places. And you even took me to, I remember, do you remember this, Kate? There were a bunch of people lined up overnight waiting to see the Rolling Stones. And so you took me, little me, <laughs> Um, and we all went to Moncton, New Brunswick and played a Christian concert in the field for these people that were lined up uh, waiting to go into the Rolling Stones. And I will never forget that. Uh, that was just yeah. such a great experience. So yeah, I, I remember that. That was awesome. There was about 4,000 people there. Um, and it was it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really grateful to you and your husband, Justin, for how you guys kind of like shepherded me when I was first getting started. So thank you for that. Uh, oh, from the bottom of my heart, it was an honor. And it's it's still an honor to um, be called your friend. And um, just to fast forward all these years and to see how much you've accomplished and how um, God has guided you through every step, 
and you know every season in your life and now you're a mom married yeah. that's crazy and, uh, <laughs> yeah so it's awesome yeah yeah so I'd love to hear a little bit more about about your story because you know you took me under your wing and I would love to know how you know that was at the beginning of my music ministry and I'd love to know more about the beginning of your music ministry like how when how did you start get started with with your ministry Hmm, so far back, no. <laughs> well, I learned how to play guitar at 13. And it was kind of by accident because I had missed my drive to go to an event with my family members. And my there was nobody around. It was like a Good Friday kind of weekend, long weekend, nothing to do. Um, I lived in the country, by the way. So there was like cows across the street. There was not mm -hmm. much to do. And so I remember that my dad had a guitar under the couch. He was storing it there. And so I thought, I'm bored. I'll just grab the guitar. And inside there was a sheet of music, like all the chords were drawn, like with the pen, um, just how to do a D, a G, a A. And so I looked at the sheet and I was like, I can do this. Hmm. That's how I learned how to play guitar. Nice. Fast forward, the word got around. My youth pastor heard that I had learned, I was learning how to play guitar and that I could, my mom was telling people I could sing, but I was always shy to sing in front of people. And so they were like, Martine, you need to play. We need someone to lead worship at youth. And so at 13, I started leading worship uh, just by myself and the guitar. And then by 14, I, I joined the worship team, you know, with at the church. And by 16, I was basically leading the whole worship department. And um, that's kind of how things evolved. And um, God has just, you know, led me every step of the way. I went to Holy Spirit school, I will say. And so... <laughs> That's how it's been. <laughs> That's cool. I love that you said it was by accident. I feel like God sometimes is leading us when we don't even realize he's leading us. Yeah. 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 And especially if we're the type of people, which I am that kind of person, um, I'm very analytical and I try to figure things out ahead of time. And I, I will mm. think of all the reasons why not. Mm. And so God knows that I'm this way. And so he just says, mm -mm, I'm just going to surprise her. I'm not going to mm. tell her you know? So I love yeah. that. I love how he, yeah. he's just kind of, he personalizes his, his leadership and interactions with us because he's such a good father. Uh, he knows how to, how to lead us yeah. in the way we need to be led. Yeah, absolutely. So at one point though, in your music ministry, you did end up losing your voice for a whole year. So can you tell us a bit about what happened and how God restored that? Yeah. So this just happened, I think it was in 2019. So it's not that long ago. Hmm. Um, my voice started, uh, giving me some problems and, um, it was hurting when I was speaking and it was hard for me to, to, to sing. I had never had this issue. I didn't know what polyps or nodules were on the vocal cords, to be honest with you. Um, hmm. I had never really struggled with anything like this. And so <clears throat> I, I felt like also, so I couldn't, I couldn't talk. Hmm. I couldn't laugh. Um, the feelings that you get, you know, when you, you're laughing, there's like endorphins being released. There was no sound. There was no feeling coming out. Um, I just felt so closed in my mind. Even when I was surrounded by people, I just felt tormented and a heaviness over me. Mm -hmm. And so I had to like bang on pots and pans to like call my son, you know, come here, supper's ready. Um, or kind of whistle. I had a little whistle going on that my husband, it was a cue for my family that, I needed their attention, but it was crazy. 
And mm. so <clears throat> I asked, I reached out to so many people across Canada, just asking for prayer and people in the States. And, and, uh, so a lot of people were praying for me. So my doctor referred me to the top ENT in Toronto. And when she saw me, she said, Oh dear, you have some nodules on your vocal cords and we cannot op operate the way that they were. It was way too close to my vocal cords. And she said, it's too risky. Mm. So I said, all right, Lord, this is your opportunity for a miracle here. She scheduled me for a procedure, though. She said, we can do a procedure. We'll inject steroids directly into your polyps, into the nodules, and that will reduce them at least. And so I went in to do that, and there was a team of interns um, there to watch the procedure. And so as they're prepping me, everybody's just kind of, you know, watching and stuff. And when the camera went down my throat, um, the doctor just took a step back and she was totally floored. And I said, I was like, oh, oh, because I have the scope down my throat, you know, because I can't talk. And um, she said, your nodules went down 70%. And I, I just had tears like rolled down my cheeks. I just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, of course I could, but I couldn't. <laughs> and um, I was just so happy. And the whole internship, like all the, the team of um, interns that were there, they were so shocked. And when she removed the scope out of my mouth, I said, um, she said, what did you do? And I said, prayer, prayer works. And she just looked at me. And from there, my vocal cords started getting better and better, stronger. Um, some days were worse than others. Um, but eventually, my voice came back and it actually came back a lot better than it was. Like way stronger and different. Hmm. Yeah. And so in the midst of all that, I had started the process of recording an album. And in the midst of all that, COVID hit. Uh, yeah. So, I had <laughs> so we had the production done already, and I had some deadlines with my producer. And so um, my producer was out east, and I now live in Toronto. So I flew mm. down to put, you know, lay down the vocal tracks. And I was like, okay, Lord, I need my voice. I still yeah. had no voice. I jump mm. in the booth, nothing, mm. nothing. I had to fly back home. So discouraged. Uh -oh. So then I waited yeah. a few months, waited a few months, go back. And my voice still wasn't that great, but I had a deadline. So I, I, I could barely talk. Like it was like that. So anyways, I jump in the booth again and I said, okay, Lord, you got to do it this time. And you know what? I recorded the full album in three days, wow. just back to back like that. And wow. yeah, and then I couldn't talk. Like after I was done recording, I, I had nothing left, but I was mm -hmm. able to go in the, the booth and record my album. And so to me, that was so powerful just, and I could feel God there with me the whole time. Um, mm -hmm. So is it my best vocal work? Well, I would say probably not. But um, I think God wanted me to, to tell this story and he wanted to get the glory out of it all. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. I actually, I got chills yeah. <laughs> as you were speaking. Um, I love that yeah. um, what I'm about to say might be controversial, but I know that um, it's very popular right now for people to say, I'm enough, I'm enough. But I feel like I find more comfort when God reminds me that I don't have to be enough because he is enough, you know? So it just like, it reminded me of that as you went into the studio, like your voice wasn't at a hundred percent, you know, and you were still healing. And yet God, God came through and helped you with that. He, he was enough for you to be able to, 
to overcome that. And I just can't imagine, you know, like <laughs> that, just how frustrating that yeah. would have been in the beginning. And then just to see how he got glory through it all is amazing. A hundred percent. I, and you know, it's so true. The Bible says it when we are weak, he is strong. When we come to the end of ourselves, that's when he can take over. But if, if we're in the way he can't. And I think if, if we're so, if we're so focused on trying to do things in our own strength, we may actually miss an opportunity to see God at work, to have stories of his power and his faithfulness. Cause we're, you know, we got the blinders on how I can, how I can power through this when it's, when it's God who's like, Hey, I got this, you yeah. know, you're looking for something that you already have in me, you know? So, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, what is one lesson that God has taught you through that, that year of losing your voice? In the midst of it all, you know, when you've been singing your whole entire life and you, you take that for granted that you can just sing and, but it's also an outlet for me. And it's also what brings me the most joy in this life. Like after I've sung my heart out, I have the best night, like the best sleep ever. I don't know mm. about you, but that's how it's like, I can sleep so good tonight, you know? And mm. It's my way of honoring God, you know, like to sing. And when I lost my voice, all of that was taken away. Mm. And the Lord said, I remember I was just sitting here in my living room and God said to me, he asked me this question. He said, if I never give you your voice back, will you still worship me? Mm. And I said, yes, I will. Mm. And so to me, that was the absolute biggest lesson because worship is not even about our singing. It's not. It's something mm. that we know, that we've heard, that we've read, but to live it out is a whole different story. Um, so that that would be, I would say, the, the biggest um, aha moment that I had during that year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And reminds me of Abraham, you know, just with, with, his, with his son and God being like, are you going to give your son to me? You know, and um, ultimately yeah. God stepped in and he didn't... <laughs> You know, it didn't go through with what God was asking initially, but um, it was just, yeah, I feel like sometimes God allows us to, to, to strip away the things that we, that we are like maybe even idolizing just to recognize yeah. that he's all we need. And you had, you'd mentioned you were recording an album at that time. And this album, I believe it's Sweet Hallelujah, right? That's the, yeah, the album? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So you told us a bit about the, the process of how that came together already but is there anything more like who who produced it actually um his name is danny bourgeois and um he, he's a producer out of the east coast in new brunswick um he's pretty popular with the acadian people for sure um mm. so yeah yeah that's cool and then for for those of you who uh, haven't met you yet you do have a french background you're probably you are the fourth person on my podcast who either is francophone or uh, speaks French, you know, in their day-to-day -day oh. lives. So that's neat. It, yeah, that's neat. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully French Acadian. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what is one message that God has placed on your heart to share through this album called Sweet Hallelujah? Um, it was just God's love. Everything about it is God's love. Like the song Sweet Hallelujah was inspired by, um, this prostitute that kind of wandered the streets close to where I lived and I helped her out. And so I just kind of wrote her story. And then I, I finished her story in my imagination 
of what I would like to see for her life. You know, what, what I, what I believe that God wants for her. And I still mm -hmm. pray that she, she will fulfill that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and like a lot of the songs are about how God loves us and how he cares for us. Um, and without God's love, we don't have anything at all. So um, I, I would say that's the overall theme of the album. Yeah. Great. And that actually seems to be a larger theme for you because, as I mentioned in the <laughs> intro, you just started a TV show <laughs> called uh, Just Be Love. And you've got lots of new inspiring things going on. And so it's, I'm excited about that. So what inspired you to, to start this show? Again, during COVID, uh, you know, we're just at home every day. I was, but God was so good, giving us crazy dreams and he, he just dropped into my spirit this name for a ministry, like just a name. And I was like, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? So I had no idea. But out of obedience, um, I told my husband and I said, okay, we have to at least reserve like the domain for a website for this thing. I have no idea what it's going to look like, but let's just take one step at a time. So... <clears throat> I did. And then the Lord was giving us little tidbits of what it could look like. Um, still, we're not doing much with it because I have no idea where to begin, what to do. And fast forward post-COVID, so a few years later, uh, we met uh, Dr. Charles uh, Kazumba Charles with KITV, um, which is, um, uh, it runs here out of Guelph in Ontario. And Long story short, we get talking. God was the whole day that I, I didn't know we were going to meet. And the whole day I was vibrating my whole body. I thought I was going to bust. I don't know why, but God was so strong on me. So I mm. knew that he wanted my attention. I knew mm. that he had something and I had to pay attention. And so as we met this, uh, this man, um, we just got talking and we prayed together. And then he offered us a spot on KITV. He said, he said, you guys, uh, the Lord gave you a name for a ministry already. And we said, yes. And he said, mm -hmm. you're going to have a show with it. Hmm. And so we said, all right, um, we're going to do it. Do it afraid. We're going to do it. Do it anxiously, but we're going to do mm -hmm. it. And so um, we've, we've recorded a few episodes already. I think about six episodes. We took a break for the summer, um, mm -hmm. but we're back in full swing in September and it's just a TV show that's being broadcasted uh, in 70 nations in the world. Um, wow. And yeah, it's, it's so cool. It covers, like we have coverage all across Africa. And uh, the first episode, I think, across Canada, we got 133,000 viewers. Um, wow. So that was pretty, <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. Um, so God will just take the small thing that, you know, it seems small to us. He'll just ask us to do one small thing. Um, we're not professionals. We're not, I, I'm not a scientist or doctor i'm just going on the air being me and sharing what god has put on our hearts on that week um mm. and just sharing the love of god um and that's all he god requires of us is to really be obedient and follow you know one step at a time um so that's been a really cool blessing we've had fresh ie on our show um mm. sharing his yeah, he's encounter. great grammy yeah. nominated <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we just have different guests. We'll have Chelsea someday on our show. Uh, <laughs> just to kind of share your experience, um, just encountering God's love and, and what it looked like in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the show talks a lot about the love of God, hence the title. So how has the love of God 
changed you? Whew, that's an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his love is demonstrated through people a lot. And even when we are not so kind, even when we're not so compassionate sometimes, even when we can be selfish or stuck in our ways, God will always send people our way to just love on us. Mm. And for me, the one encounter that changed my life was, um, it was a long time ago, I was in college, so I was 19. And, you know, I, I grew up Christian, I grew up going to church, I was part of the worship team, like I mentioned. And then I moved out of my parents' home, and I went to college. And mm. I sort of went astray for a little bit. You know, just did like the party scene a bit, you know, kind of check that out. And I remember feeling so lost. And I said, I'm just existing. I'm not living anymore. Hmm. Because I felt such a distance with God now. But he had moved. God never moves. He never changes. We're the ones that kind of pull away. Hmm. And so I had, had pulled away or my posture had turned, you know. But I remember going for a walk in the woods and I was just talking to God. And when I looked up through the trees, the sun was shining so bright. I just looked at the sun and I had an encounter with God that day. Like his love, just like a shower, like the rays of the sun just came down on me so strong. And I felt, physically felt his love for me. And it's like he put a stamp, a big old stamp on my, on my forehead and said, you are mine. You're my daughter. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever forget it. Mm. And from that moment on, there's, it's, it's been this kind of uh, security that I have in his love, you know, mm. just like our children are secure in our love. Like they, mm-hmm. they trust us, you know, your daughter trusts that you're going to feed her when she's, she needs to be fed. You're going to change her when she needs to be changed, right? Full trust. And so, um, yeah, the love of God is just, and God is always challenging me to, to be loving, to be more loving. To, love has an, you know, is an action as well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what it is right now. Man, that's so powerful. And I just feel, yeah. uh, I just feel like I need to say this that if there's anybody listening here, if you feel lost, mm-hmm. if you feel like you've wandered away from God's love, He is there and He's calling you, and He says, "You are mine. You are my daughter. You are my son." And uh, just, I would invite if you've wandered off or if you've never known Jesus, invite Him into your heart today. Like He is there with His arms open wide, ready to welcome you into the family of God. So, yes. Yeah. So, oh, yes, so powerful. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And how can people find you, your TV show, and your music online? Oh, yes. Okay. So, uh, well, I have my website, martinkelsey.com, mm-hmm. uh, for my music. And then um, our, our ministry, the, the TV show is called justbelove.ca. So they can find us on there. All right. That sounds great. Well, I just want to tell everyone to check out Martine's music and her new TV ministry. So excited for what God's doing through that. And uh, thank you so much for sharing about your journey with God and how he's healed your voice and just brought you back to him when you were younger and and astray. I love that you were able to encourage our community with your story. So thank you for that. Thanks so much for having me today. It was an honor. Yeah.
Well, to all our listeners, if you enjoyed this chat, then make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to visit christianguitargirls.com slash practice plan to get your copy of the free ebook to help you create and reach your guitar goals. I'll leave a link for that in the description, as well as links to connect with Martine and check out her music and TV show. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, happy strumming. Thank you.